friend, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am excited to be coming at you on a solo cast today, specifically about being happy now, not 10 years from now. We're not going to dream five years from now. We're not even going to dream a year from now. We are taking life by the bulls, and we are talking about doing it today. Because I am so over feeling paralyzed by these big emotions that we're all having that I'm just ready to talk about this and put it out into the world because life has significantly changed and it's time for us to up level as well. Are you ready for these tips? I have to tell you ahead of time, if you hear screaming and jumping in the background, my husband dug around in the closet, found his original Nintendo and original Sega gaming systems, and my entire family is upstairs gaming right now. I think they're playing Gran Turismo. I don't know. I I wasn't a Sega person in my life. (laughs) I was more of a Game Boy kind of girl. Anyway, I just got to preface this. This is the first moment I've been able to break away. I think all of you can understand it as well. So just ignore the background noises at this point. I'm too lazy to edit them out. All right, let's get into the tips. How to be happy now. Tip number one, clarify your life's purpose. And you're probably like, ugh, Aaron, I figured that out decades ago. No, 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 no. We're talking about your life purpose now. The woman that you were who decided to get on the track of medicine in your professional career, she's long gone. She's in the past. And many times we let those, those expectations anchor us to the current moment in the current future. So we're going to let those go. And we're going to really look in and get super clear about what in this exact moment is my life purpose. So some cl- clues to uncover that. What are your gifts, your talents, interests, strengths, qualities, write them down. What do people most say they see as your greatest attributes? What do you say are your most greatest attributes? What things bring you greatest joy and make you feel really, really alive? I had one person answer that and they said being on the beach. And I said, okay, then we need to figure out how we incorporate beach into your purpose. So that's okay. Put that answer down. What have you experienced in life that lit you up and you felt as though you were making a significant difference in something? The environment, a pet, family, patients, could be absolutely anything. But what lit you up so much that you were on fire? And I ask you these first set of questions to help you kind of start wrapping around how you identify yourself. And you know, again, we've changed. You are not the same woman that you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, even last year. We have all fundamentally changed. So ponder these next questions too for me. Think of a situation when you did something that you really felt like, oh my God, I was born to do this and describe it to me. What would you change in the world if you could be using all of your attributes? What kind of work 
would make you jump out of bed every morning and look forward to the day with eagerness? Guys, that's the question that when I focused in on it and started to develop, what what was it? What kind of work would I really want to be doing that would make me jump out of the bed? That's what I did. So even though it might still seem silly and foolish, if it is a desire in your heart and if it just popped up when I read that question to you, you need to write it down and we need to focus a little bit on it because these are things that are ready to come out and we just have to get intentional about them. So again, some questions to think about gifts, talents, interests, what brings you greatest joy, makes you feel lit up. What's a situation in the past that you just felt like you were born to do? How can you change the world and what kind of work would you would be so excited to jump out of bed and do every single morning. And also, don't just think about work. Think about schedule. Think about other things in your life that would help you jump out of bed because we're going to incorporate that in your being happy now plan. All right, number two. This one is identifying your must-haves. If you have been around me for half a minute, you know that I really, really talk about must-haves. Too many times we compromise and we'll just do, no, add another thing on, or even though that doesn't feel really important, no, okay, and agree to it. Work-life balance is not about getting everything in perfect alignment. It's not about just separating what I will do and what I won't do. But really what it is, it's finding that flow and identifying what areas of your life are important and making the appropriate and acceptable amount of time in it for you. And for every person that looks different. So your must-haves are going to be different from your best friends, from your sisters, from your parents, from your colleagues. You know, personal confession here. I love my kids. You guys know with every ounce of my being, I love my children, but there is no way in hell that I could be a full-time stay-at-home mom. I mean, already with this pseudo stay-at-home COVID mom stuff, I am over it. But I used to feel guilty about it because I thought that was something that I was supposed to want to do. That within me, I couldn't make my kids my whole life and that there was something wrong with me. But really now I understand that it's just part of the balance of who I am. I see that I have so many other areas in my life that I'm fiercely, I'm just so fiercely motivated by them, like my family, kind of in addition to. So those things are also in my must-haves. So I have to pay attention to these in order to be my best self, to be the best mom that I can be, wife, friend, doctor, all of that. So what are the must-haves? The must-haves in your life, if you're kind of like me, that are are important. You know, some sort of movement each and every day is a must-have. Maybe it's around the block. Maybe it's a kayaking in your local river. Maybe it's like a CrossFit training in your basement right now or getting out on the trail or just having a dance party in the shower. When movement was out of my life, I realized that I wasn't fully fulfilled. So now I recognize it as one of my must-haves. And I'd ask you to look at the same things. What are you putting on your list that are your key important things, but you hadn't evidently been putting a lot of time into it? I think now that we have went through the great pause and things have changed, we've realized that we've neglected some things that were really, really freaking important in our lives and put them on the back burner. Well, I encourage you 
to make them a must-have, and they are front-burner status. So write that list. What are things in your life that you must have and you will no longer tolerate them getting pushed to the edges? All right, number three, stating what you really want. Just like the must-haves, this can be an intimidating list, but here's your homework for it. I want you to list 30 things you want to do, then list 30 things you want to have, and next list 30 things you want to be before you die. All right? You're like, oh my God, 30 things, Erin, seriously, I could only come up with like 10. I seriously want you to do 30, and I want to, to just go word vomit and just put it out there. So again, list 30 things that you want to do, that's your bucket list before you die, 30 things you want to have before you die, and 30 things that you want to be. It's really, really, really important. And once you get that list down, or maybe you've got a few in your mind, start picking them apart and asking yourself, do I really want this? And keep asking it through. So here's an example. I want a better job. Okay, what do you really want? I want a better job that I can get better pay and less stress. All right, what do you really want? (sighs) I want to help people in a way that I can support my family, but also feels good to me. Hmm, Great, now we're getting somewhere. So tell me, what do you really, really want in this? I want to live in a way in all aspects of my life, including my job, where I feel like I help people inspire and motivate them to better living in a way that reflects myself as well. See how if you just keep asking and probing, what do you really want in this is another way of asking it. You can really tease out. The other thing to do besides asking what is what do I really need? What do I really need from this? I've recently been doing a lot of work inspired by Libby Schantzmeyer. She was one of a podcast guests a while back, but she does coaching around nonviolent communication. And I'll be perfectly honest, I had had the book on my bookshelf mm, several years. Kind of started it, didn't really appeal to me. But I went and listened to one of her lectures talking about this. And it's really inspired me that so much of our communication is violent and because we are lacking in what we need. So again, I think it's so important to put out there what we really want and really identify our wants are actually, you know, rooted in our needs as well. So again, go back to that list. And if you need to change it to needs, go ahead. If you want to just stick it with wants, do that as well. But 30 of each, 30 things you want to do, 30 things you want to have, and 30 things you need to be before you die. All right. Step number four, setting effective goals to get shit done. Let me tell you, all this thought work is really nice, but if you never pair it with actions, if you never set goals for yourself, that's all it is. It's just thoughts and it doesn't really get you anywhere. I mean, it'll clean up your headspace and maybe you'll approach things differently, but guys, we're focused on being happy now. 
So let's talk a little bit about goal setting. And I know you all are super overachievers and you're just absolutely amazing in all the accomplishments. And I know that you've set goals for yourself and accomplished them really well. But have you ever really sat and thought through the goal that you're accomplishing? And that's what I want to use now. It's called the SMARTEST framework. So S-M-A-R-T-E-S-T. So each of those stand for a word and they have associated question with them. So SMARTEST. Starting with the S, specific. This is when you try to get as clear as possible. What exactly do you want to accomplish? As specifically as you can say. If it's nailing down a a dollar amount, a day amount, a detail amount, what exactly do you want to accomplish? Specific. The M is measurable. How will you and others know that you have reached this goal? So what's the measurability of it? If we think keep things very nebuloso, then that's exactly what it is. Now, there are some things that we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. And we're not going to white knuckle and hold that expectation because maybe you'll overshoot it. But just figure out what's one way that you can make this measurable. A, attainable. Is this goal within your reach, even if it seems really big or hard? You know, I think that's a good one because sometimes, I don't know about you, but I set very unattainable goals and I think that's okay. Go big or go home, right? But you need to at least identify like, "Eh, this might be a little bit of a stretch goal. It may or may not be attainable. That's all right. You don't have to change it. You're just looking at it, just examining, just getting some clarity and awareness around it. So the question again is, is this goal within your reach? even if it seems really big or hard. Okay, so that's S-M-A. Now we're on R, relevant. Why is this goal important to you? In what ways does it align with your life purpose? Bing, bing, bing. Remember going back to number one? It's always important to understand your why. That's what keeps it relevant. That's what keeps you in it when it gets hard. That's what keeps you in it when you start questioning. So R, relevant. The first T, time bound. When will you start and finish this? Mm. I'm good at starting, not always the best at finishing if I don't have a deadline. So this one puts that, a start date and a finish date, a start line and a finish line. And hey, if you get close and you don't get in in time, again, totally okay. It's just giving us somewhere to start. So where will, when will you start and finish this? E, engaging. Is this truly your heart's desire? Is this goal you're thinking about, is it really, really rooted inside of you? Does your heart feel compelled to follow it? I have so many great clients who will sit and will talk about goals and homework assignments and they'll tell me things and then I kind of think, is this really, really what you want to do? Because it's great. We will get stuff done. We are getting shit done kind of women. But I really want you to set goals that are engaging to you that are truly your heart's compelling. Because if they're not, then we need to do some more digging and find out what that is underneath. So ask yourself, is it engaging? S, satisfying. How would achieving this goal fulfill your heart's desire? Mm. Again, understanding what this is gonna do for your life could not only help you achieve the goal, but it, it also kind of does a little bit of precluding. If you can feel a little bit of that satisfaction before you even get there, it's just so sweet. 
And the last one, the last T is team-based. Who can work with you on this? Guys, seriously, why did it take me so long to figure out how to ask for help in my personal life? I mean, we do in our professional life, maybe not as much as what we should, but I love this last T because it really emphasizes that we are not an island, that we really are a community. And so I want you to think about who is it that you can reach out? Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a coach. Whoever it is, start thinking about who's on your dream team and enroll them in your goal setting. So let me go over that framework one more time. It's smartest, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound, engaging, satisfying, and team-based. You can always Google this. I promise it's online. There are four of my top tips with a whole bunch of homework that should keep you busy for, I don't know, at least 48 hours, right? To get it all done. (laughs) Well, I would love to hear about how these top tips, how the homework's going, and how it is helping to make you happy now. No more waiting, friends. Remember that. And so if this is something you're interested in, if you want more, I actually recorded about five more and decided to cut them off. One, because there was a bunch of screaming in the background from people not wanting to go to bed. But also, two, I felt like it was starting to get a little bit lengthy. I would love to you to have you consider some options about getting more tips like this. So here's what's coming up in the future, and I'm super excited to announce it. I wrote a workbook back in 2017, 2018 called Dr. Me First, which is where the name came from the podcast and all sorts of other things. Well, I decided to go back through it over the last couple months to revamp it and to make it better. And it is actually going to be launched out as a Kindle version, whoop, whoop, published author, self-published, but hey, it still counts. That'll be kicking off at the beginning of June. So you'll start to see me posting a bunch about that. In there is about 90 pages of workbook-like exercises to go through this. So you got three today, and you're already a little bit ahead, but you can have so much more. So if that's an interest of you, let me know. Drop me a line. I'll send you the direct way to buy it when we get it launched out, version 2.0. Another thing to think about is joining the Patreon group. We will be talking about all sorts of things like this. It's a way to support the podcast, to keep it going, but it also helps to nurture your spirit as well. And if you don't feel like those measures are enough, I just want to tell you that my last six-month mastermind is starting to wrap up. And so I'm kind of starting to see who's interested in starting the next six months with me, starting in July. So if it's something you've toyed around with, Being part of a mastermind, which is a group of other female physicians with a like-minded person of improving their life, improving their work, and doing it in a really fun and badass way, then think about joining the mastermind. I'll be having a masterclass in the middle of June called Oh Shit, Now What? And so if you want to get a little taste of what the mastermind is going to be like, you should join me in the masterclass. If you're already sold and you're like, Aaron, I shouldn't have missed, I should have signed up in January when you were doing the mastermind to begin with, well, I want to invite you. Here's your chance to jump on it because again, I only keep this to small numbers. I think it's the best to keep the community together. So there you go. If you need more 
tips like this in your life to help you to be happy now, to stop waiting, to take charge of your life now. There's those three options. The Dr. Me First Kindle book that will be coming out, the Patreon group, or joining the masterclass and subsequently the mastermind. Guys, I am just so excited to be talking with you, to be sharing my best of my best because I really do care about you. And I really want you to know that you are not alone and you are not stuck and things can get better and let me help you. I'm here with open palms saying here, this is what I have. Please, please come on over. And like always, remember your life, your calling, your pulse.